Hello everybody, my name is Drake Pittman and this is Pass the Jar. everybody welcome to the first interview of pass the jar with me today is mason Bourne of twisted barley brewing company welcome mason thank you thanks for having me so to start things off we have a jar of moonshine sitting here right beside us uh it is from sugarlands distillery it is their mark and diggers rye apple so to start things off we're both going to take a little sip to tell you how it tastes pretty tasty has a little bit of sweetness a little bit of burn it's got that raw burn right there at the end doesn't it yeah <clears throat> so mason uh tell us a little bit about yourself before twisted barley well i was born in 1986 in jasper alabama actually no i was born in birmingham i came to live in jasper after i was born um but uh went to Cary high school graduated there had a apprenticeship at mercedes whole time I was or my senior year in high school and I left never coming back and I was gone for 11 years and uh, in that time I'd started home brewing and brew on the weekends and my wife and I we'd visit breweries every chance we got and so I decided I wanted to open a brewery so I asked my mom I said uh, what's your thoughts on a brewery in Jasper and she said no she said do it in Tuscaloosa I said I want to do it in Tuscaloosa I said, in Tuscaloosa, I don't know my customer. I said, in Jasper, I don't know my customer, their mom, and their grandma. About two weeks later, she uh, called me and said, uh, I've been asking around town. People say we need this. Let's do it. Where do we start? I said, I don't know. we got to write a business plan. You know how to write a business plan? She said, no. So she went and talked to the mayor and uh, said, my son wants to open a brewery in Jasper. He said, a brewery in Jasper? Mom says, is that legal? He said, I don't know if it's legal or not, but we'll make it legal. And uh, so she went from there to the Chamber of Commerce. They put us in touch with uh, UNA Small Business Department. Uh, UNA Small Business Department worked with us on writing a business plan, went with the bank, helped us secure funding, and then eight months later we were open. Wow. So let's go back to the early days. You you left, and I talked about leaving in my first introductory episode because I bounced around as well. But uh, so when you left... You had zero intentions of coming back. No, to I was never coming back. I couldn't <clears> wait <throat> to leave and wanted to go further than Tuscaloosa. That was just, I landed a good job there out of high school, and that's where I ended up. Right. I mean, you know, most people think I've got to get out of here to oh, be yeah. something. And is that the kind of mindset you had? Or? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know why I was ready to leave. I was just ready. <laughs> I mean, I think that's like every person in Walker County's mindset when they leave high school is I'm either going to get out of here or I'm going to be stuck here. And what you're doing is you kind of were spearheading a revolution in downtown. You know, like you know, like we talked about it. I know <clears throat> Los Reyes started selling alcohol and everything, but you're the one that came in and changed the game. Um, I don't know. I'm, <laughs> you have an outside opinion, whereas I'm just stuck in my little hole down there and don't get out much anymore. But uh, I do 
me and Tulu both pull in a lot of out of town traffic every weekend. Right. And people come in off the interstate and I think that's really cool to see out of towners and people from out of town come into Jasper and they're like, This town's really cool. We like it here. Uh, we got a couple from Red Bay, Alabama that come all the time and they're like, We wanna move here. I'm like, come on. When you started the you know, changing all trying to get all the laws changed what was going through your mind? Because, you know, Walker County is pretty conservative. They they were, they will jump up and down at, you I, know, the I idea was, of alcohol. I was real concerned at how, uh, what the reception was going to be when I decided to do this. But it was very overwhelmingly supportive from the city, the city council, the people of the city. Uh, during construction, we had people stop in all the time. And uh, we'd have a lot of folks stop in and say, I don't drink, but... This is cool. That that's awesome. You know, I was I was one of those people that was like, okay, this is awesome. I can't wait for it to get started, just because of hanging out in Birmingham and going to Good People. And you know, when Good People took off, it seemed like the craft brewery scene in Alabama just exploded. And to have it here in Walker County, not just you, but also Tallulah, um, it's awesome because it gives people the a better outlet other than you know going and picking up a six-pack from Birmingham at a gas station or going and picking up a 12-pack of Bud Light at Walmart. Yeah, and the the brewery scene is different than a bar scene also. So you can go and hang out at a brewery and it's more relaxed and chill. And I think a lot of people like that. It is. I mean, you know, like growing up and going to O'Malley's when it was down there, down by Bull Building and Nana Funks and all that as I got older – you know, now I'm 30, so I'm like, man, I don't want to go dance and jump around like a fool. I want to go sit down, enjoy the company of good people, good conversations, and come home and go to bed. Yeah, yeah. I'm not stay up till 5 o'clock in the morning anymore. I'm not cut out for it. Yeah, I still do it more than I should. <laughs> that that last time that we sat up there talking until like 3.30 in the morning, man, I could not move for like the next week. I was so exhausted. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm definitely not cut out for this anymore. Is that an open mic night? Yeah, that was the very first open mic. I thought that was open mic when you stayed way too late. <laughs> that was a while. I think I had to work the next day also. Oh, yeah, you were still at uh, yeah, Mercedes was, then. I was still working. How did that, just a quick segue, how, how was that driving to Vance every day? It really wasn't bad. It's 58 minutes from uh, my driveway to the parking lot, um, I-22. Nobody on it at 5 in the morning, so just set the cruise control, turn on a good podcast, and be there before you knew it dude that's that's the one thing i love about working night shift when i work is because i'm always going the opposite way of everybody on 22 um so prior to opening the brewery when you started learning the business plans and everything what risk and sacrifice Um, did you have to make we sold everything we owned we sold our house we had a yard sale and sold our belongings we sold our toys, I had razors, jeeps, trucks, you name it, we sold it and uh, moved into my mom's basement. Our house sold in seven days. We weren't expecting that. We expected it to be on the market for months. And so uh, Courtney still worked in Tuscaloosa. So we just, I mean, let's say we had a month, you know, with closing and all that we had to be packed up and out of there. Right. And Courtney was still driving back and forth. And then I continued to drive back and forth. Or move back at 15. 
quit in 19. So three, four years, I drove back and forth. Right. But she had to drive 69, so that was worse than my drive. So you let, this was a all or nothing yeah. risk that you took. Yep. And it's panned out pretty well, I must say. Yeah. It's, you're happy. I can tell you're happy. It's an adventure. Um, it's an adventure every day. The whole thing's been an adventure. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> so when you were in the process of construction and all that, were you still working at Mercedes and just coming up here? Getting like maybe two or three hours of sleep when you could, or yeah, did we you have a good schedule worked we, out. We worked on the brewery every night. Um, I had a ton of friends that were there with us, uh, loaning tools, and you know, during the day when I was at work, like the plumbers would be in there making a mess, and then we'd come <laughs> in at night and do our thing because I did as much as I could on my own. I didn't mess with plumbing or electrical because. That's not my thing. Right. <laughs> That's pretty important stuff. Um, so there was a lot of sleep loss during that stretch of time. Oh, yeah. Um, I used to be really good going out to sleep, but now I'm not. I, I wish I still was. It takes more of a toll on your body the older you get. I think so. When you started construction and you're starting to try to think forward to the business plan, like what what kind of demographic were you targeting? Just the... Um, that's the great thing about craft breweries is, I mean, there is a demographic. I'd say 30s white male is the, the demographic for craft breweries. But uh, you'll see such a mix of people in there. Um, there's so many conversations had at the bar among people that you're like, anywhere else, these three people wouldn't talk. Right. But here they are sitting here having a, a normal conversation. And, uh, I had somebody tell me the other day, he was like, you know, I've met a lot of people here that otherwise I wouldn't have met or I wouldn't have talked to or they wouldn't have talked to me. And I think that's really cool and it's really helped me with my social anxiety, you know, <laughs> with what's going on here. I got, like, I can vouch for that as well. You know, some of the people that we hang out with on a consistent basis and talk to, we met at your place. And, or I met them, but Brittany probably already knew them because she's from here. Um, so, you know, I can vouch for that. It was awesome. And I've even sat at the bar and had conversations with people I've never spoken to before. I didn't even know they were here in Walker County. And, you know, that's, that's what you've brought to the community. And I think it's really awesome other than just bringing great beer to Jasper. Um, so what are some things you try to do to keep fresh to like keep people coming constantly? We always try to have some sort of small batch on. We usually have three or four. Sometimes I get busy trying to keep up with the big batches and don't get my small batches out. Um, always have a different wine. Um, it's hard to keep wine in stock. We always have a different wine. Uh, seltzer is something new we're doing. Um, it's been really good. Try you White Claw fans out there. Yeah. yeah come get a craft seltzer. <laughs> Craft seltzer, what spurred that on? Um, my wife is on the keto diet, and she's like, look, you're going to have to make a seltzer because I can't drink beer. And so, I think that's the trend these days is people are going more towards those seltzers since they're healthier. I'm doing air quotes for those of you that can't see. Um, the people try to stay healthy, but have a good time also. So, 
constantly putting out new small batches. Where do the small batches ideas come from? I know a few of them have come from customers, right? Yeah, uh, I take customer input. Um, sometimes they just bug me until I finally make whatever they want. Like uh, this week, I had a sour IPA go on tap. I don't like sour beers, and I love IPAs, and I hated to ruin an IPA by souring it. But Ugh. but Chris Emerson was so persistent in his aggravation that he got a sour IPA last night, and he showed up last night to drink it. So hope no. you like it, Chris. I know the watermelon gosa. That's like a huge hit during yes. the summer. Uh, that is all Matt's goals, isn't it? Um, Matt is my juicer. If I need anything juiced, I just call up Matt, and Matt's all over it. Um, but yeah, that, Matt's also a pumpkin fan, <laughs> and that's the only reason I have a pumpkin beer, because I don't like pumpkin beers, but Matt likes smoked meat, and I'm like, hey Matt, you throw a pumpkin on a smoker, and I'll throw it in a beer. <laughs> just just so you know how creative Mason and his team come up with the names for his beers, please tell us the name of your pumpkin beer. Uh, basic white stout. <laughs> basic white stout. It's our white stout with the smoked pumpkin added to it. And Matt's a basic white guy. <laughs> Matt, we hope to have you on the show one day too, brother. Uh, so going forward, you know, what do you have planned for like 2020? 2020. I hope to be in package in 2020. That's, uh, something I hope to get going real soon. Um, I actually hoped to have already done that but i haven't um and then spring i've got a really cool uh sour plan that i hope to hit the market with i think it's going to go real well we did a small batch probably last year and it was really good and uh went over really well so we'll see so <clears throat> springtime summertime that's typically like peak season for you uh man this is my third year <laughs> and uh everything's unpredictable really uh last summer wasn't not this past summer the first summer wasn't that great this past summer was pretty good um last december and january were awful like i quit my job in january and we were not doing well and i was like, hey, maybe I shouldn't quit my job, but I'm already committed. I'm done with this place. I'm right. I can't back out now. And then this January has been awesome. I talked with another local business owner this week, and he was talking about how great business was. And I was like, yeah, last year I blamed it on the diet. He's like, yeah. He's like, nobody's on a diet this year. No, nah, I think everybody kind of gave up on the diet as a resolution ordeal. I don't even do a resolution. That's New Year saying me. Yeah, I get a haircut in January. Hey. Whether I need it or not. Self-improvement. That's all the New Year's resolution exactly. should be about. You know, you shouldn't set a target. That's right. I improve daily. <laughs> so, obviously, during football season, it kind of slows down a little bit. Uh, yeah, football season is terrible for breweries in general, other than Druid City. Druid City loves football season. But uh, any other brewery I talk to is not a huge fan. This football season was actually better. Um, really? Yeah. Um, like there were a couple games where we had like a crowd engaged in the game. That was pretty cool. I mean, it would be pretty cool <clears throat> if it became like a community point to watch games together, which, you know, everybody goes to everybody's houses, but yeah, when I first moved back to Jasper living in Tuscaloosa, if I wanted to watch the ball game home or away at a bar, I'd have to get there 30 minutes early to get a table. Yeah. 
and then we moved to Jasper, and uh, we went to Warehouse 319 30 minutes early, and then we were the only people there. I mean, the whole thing. You you have the pick of any seat in any restaurant around here. As soon as the game was over, people would come out. And that's the same way at the brewery. As soon as the game's over, people start coming in. I uh, bet you love those 2.30 games, don't you? Yes. Yes, I love <laughs> an early game. We have an early game. I, can, I might can have a good weekend. Yeah. If we have a late game, chances are pretty good. I'm not going to have a good weekend. Going forward, let's not let's go past 2020. Is there any kind of, other than packaging and distributing, is there anything you would like to accomplish? Another branch or anything? Man, it's hard for me to get past tomorrow, much less past 2020. Uh, Carpe diem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's worry about today. Uh, I think all the time. Um, no idea if my thoughts will ever go anywhere, but um, a second location would be cool. Like in downtown Birmingham or something. Uh, yeah. I know of a couple other breweries that are doing that. Um, and I was talking to one the other day that's talking about moving downtown or second location downtown. And he was like, hey, man, I think it's a great idea. Go for it. Yeah. But uh, it's just a lot of capital to go into opening a yeah. new location, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, Even moving here in Jasper, I'm sure that was. Yeah. The, the licensing is a process. Uh, when Courtney listens to this, she's going to be like, no, you're crazy. You're not <laughs> doing anything else. Um, yeah. Uh, I think a lot, you know, a lot of breweries expand their location and get big. And I've often wondered, would the trend not be better to have a couple of smaller locations versus one big location? Right. But we'll see where it takes us. I have no idea where I'm going. I'm just going. <laughs> you one day at a time. One day at a time. That's what I love about you, man. One day at a time. I get so anxious about the future. That's kind of like my OCD kicking in. Like, I think tomorrow is going to be the biggest deal possible before it even happens, and then nothing happens. But I spend the whole day so anxious about it. I'm like freaking out almost. So I like your I like your mentality. More people need to learn from that. Is just if, especially business owners, just live for today, man. Well, I'm really happy for you, man. I'm I'm glad you brought what you did to Walker County. I'm glad you inspired the change. And I think you could inspire a lot of people with the way you gave up everything just to try to take this risk because the juice is always worth the squeeze, in my opinion. That's, I get told thank you a lot, which I think is really cool because I'm like, no, thank you for coming. If it wasn't for you, I couldn't be here. <laughs> but uh, that's probably the most rewarding thing is when somebody comes in and says, thank you. Thank you for doing this. I'm like, you're welcome. Thank you for coming. And I think, honestly, the gratitude is you brought something different because, you know, Highway 78 from Greenhorn to O'Malley's, it was like a slow death. It was like applauding every bar that you went to. It was dying. Yeah. Um, and so when you brought it to downtown Jasper, you changed the scene up a little bit. And I think that's what's going to help you in the long run because bar scenes is not as popular as it used to be in craft brewery is. And I think you have a chance of a long-standing business more than the quick pop-up bar that's going to be open for two or three months. Yeah, that was one of the things about bringing a brewery to Jasper was we were aware of the life cycle of a bar in Jasper. You know, being here, because we'd love coming home and hanging out with all my friends at uh, the office and O'Malley's and you know, the life cycle of a bar in Jasper is just not long. The midnight special, you know, 
my hat's off to them. They've been hanging in there for a long time. (laughs) And so that was a concern. It's like, is is the tap room going to live the life cycle of a bar? And I said, well, the upside we have over a bar is we can distribute. We can sell our beer outside the tap room. And so tap room starts slowing down. We just start selling beer. And so the tap room does well. Um, I did have a issue where my distributor went out of business and so i was out of the market for like nine months but i've recently just signed with birmingham bud so we're getting back out in the market Uh oh look out it's been really cool uh i'm kind of glad that it happened because uh the quality of my beer is so much better now than it was the first time i was distributing so it's kind of like i'm re-releasing out in the wild with a better product that i'm more proud of and so i kind of i'm kind of glad it happened let me tell you, I will, from every time I come in there, it's either Red Foreman or Rampant Idiocy, number one. I know number two is like a the newer, but I prefer the one for some reason. I don't know why. One is gone, it's no more. Oh, no. Now there's only one Rampant Idiocy. Folks, Except have, for Rampant or Idiocy, which is our new sour IPA. Oh, the sour IPA. Yeah. Folks, you've heard my heart break. You and two other people that really enjoyed that beer. I, I love it, but you know, you gotta adapt, right? You have to adapt to change. So, but I love what you're doing, man. I wish nothing but the best for you because, you know, we've become friends. I remember when we first met was at to one of our friends' Halloween party and we started talking about Cody Jinx and it turned into like what seemed like an hour long conversation. Uh, speaking of Cody Jinx, do you listen to Rick Cobb's new album today? No, I have not. It's a re-release from 06. Check it out. Oh, Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to listen to that. It's got that Whiskey Myers song on there he wrote. What's the name of it? I, I knew that he'd written it. I'd never heard his version. Listen to his version. It's pretty cool. You know, he's he's wrote a lot with Whiskey Myers. Boy, guitar and honky tonk. Oh, yeah. Oh, dude. That's one of the Whiskey, Whiskey Myers, when they sing that live, they play to the crowd so hard and it's so good. But, you know, he's he's wrote a lot of music. And you can hear the Brent Cobb in, their, in those songs that he helps them write. So April 23rd, if you're into Brent Cobb and Whiskey Myers and Cody Jinks and these bands we just named, I have somebody really cool going to be at the brewery. I can't advertise it. I can't talk about it. But just be there. Or come by because I can put posters up in my venue. I just can't put it on the internets. If you're curious about this concert, I highly advise, because I know who it is, but I highly advise going by Twisted Barley and at least looking at the poster. Say hey to Mason and thank him for getting this show to happen. All right, because it's it's huge. If you, if you're like a independent country fan, I'm pretty excited about it. Oh, dude, I'm stoked. <laughs> when you text me that, I sent a screenshot to Brittany. I was like, holy crap! I was like, this is happening. Going back to the business, when you look into the future, if it if it were to fail, I'm not wishing failure on you at all. If it were to fail, would you be happy with what you brought to Jasper? Um, I always say I wouldn't do a single thing different in my life because anything different I may have done may change where I'm at now. And if the business fails, who knows where I'll be? Um, I mean, I always have mom's basement to go back to. <laughs> Thanks, mom. I love you. But, uh, if it fails, it's been a hell of a ride and, uh, we've made a lot of friends. Uh, we've learned a lot of things. And so... That <clears throat> that's what I love about you, man, is you know, it's stone cold to the point. And 
I don't think you'll fail. I think you're here for a long run, man. I hope because, so. Because of what you, what you can do with craft brewing, it expands beyond just opening a tap room and having, hoping people come. And another thing I, that I think caused the bars that we grew up going to to close down where they were forking out so much money for musicians. And on a week-to-week basis, you eventually you lose money. Yeah. Uh, and you're smart. I know, I've helped you get shows arranged. I know you're smart with how you book. So is the music and the entertainment that you bring to the brewery, do you feel like that's also going to help you stay open? Uh, I really wanted the brewery to be more musically oriented than it is because um, I love music. And I love live music, love local music, love to support local musicians. And uh, this town has a ton of talent that needs to be shown off. And um, <clears throat> I don't know, like, uh, you'll have, sorry, Jasper, but you're a finicky crowd. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's hard to tell who's going to bring people in and who's not. Like, uh, some of my favorite <clears throat> bands don't bring anybody. Yeah, And I'm like, why is nobody coming to see these people? They're amazing. And then one night we'll have solo acoustic nobody's ever heard of and all sorts of people show up. So I really don't understand the, the algorithm to to the music and the people. I think that's something that's kind of like a learn-as-you-go process. You know, I know you're into, what, year three now? We so, are on our third year. So, you know, it's still like, you're still a baby, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know. So I think, you know, the entertainment aspect, it's it's going to grow eventually. You know, I remember the first open mic night when we started that. When we saw all these different people we'd never seen before get up on the stage, or people we have seen before just didn't know they could sing, and then they get up there and tear it up. Like, um, Talking about open mic and talent, last night, one of my regular customers, who I had no idea could sing or play anything, gets up there with a ukulele and kills it. I'm like, where did that come from? She's like, oh, I bought this ukulele a few weeks ago. And I'm like, <clears throat> well, you just killed it. I am impressed. I had no idea you could do that. <laughs> that's what, that's what Open Mic Night is. When, when I said, you know, you should do an Open Mic Night, that's what I had envisioned was these people that we had no clue about, that were, they were from here, getting up there and showing us what they had and, God dang, man, there, there's so many talented people here. That's my favorite is when I have somebody <clears throat> play and I'm like, hey, you want to play again? <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, uh, you are awesome. Let's book you for a show. Uh, I had a had a trio up last night. All three great musicians from the area that I've all seen play. I've never seen them play together. And they played together last night. And uh, one of my customers was like, hey, why have you not booked them? I'm like, I've never seen this before. I was like, I didn't know this was a thing. <laughs> and uh, when they finished, Randy Quillen, he was drumming. I'm like, hey, Randy, when when's this going to happen? He's like, soon. Are you ready? I was like, I'm ready. I'm, I'm waiting on y'all. Dude, Randy's so talented, man. Randy's <clears throat> awesome. Very supportive of the local music scene. Uh, he does Garfields, doesn't he? Uh, Garfields is done. They're not open micing oh, anymore. Nah. And so uh, Randy's <clears throat> been coming and hanging out at hours and helping run the soundboard thank you randy i appreciate it that's awesome um all right so folks uh we posted this on facebook the other day for some questions i'm gonna ask you some tough ones all right 
And uh, I may plead the fifth. Uh, this is from Jonathan Timmons of Smashly. Uh, this is a toughie. I, I like, saw that one. I love Timmons, man. He said, knowing what you know now about owning and operating a brewery, if you could go back before grand opening, what would you do differently? I would sell everything and move to the Bahamas instead. <laughs> um, man, that's a toughie because uh, everything I did before I opened, I did for a reason, whether it be money or easy or whatever. And some of those things I kind of regret, but I understand why I did them. So, I don't know. It's a, it's a really tough question. And I told him I was going to think on it, and I guess I did for a minute. <laughs> he gave you a good one. Yeah. I, like I said earlier, uh, I never say I would change anything about my past, because changing one thing about the past would affect my future, and I'm happy where I'm at. So, yeah, we'll just say I wouldn't change anything. <laughs> there you go, Timmons. He said he would not change a thing. I have uh, another question. This is from a local musician. They did ask to be anonymous. He said, what do you expect out of the most artists, or what do you expect the most out of artists that you hire to perform at Twisted Barley? Um, I expect you to... Not get too drunk. That is a uh, the number one thing I expect. <laughs> uh, I want you to you know put on a good show, and then like my least favorite thing to say, but it's really the most important is you need to draw a crowd. Like, right. I I hate to say that because even if you're terrible and you draw a crowd, I'm gonna continue to book you. So the famous saying goes: you put asses in the seats, you're gonna come back. Yeah. Speaking of that, you know, Fall City did put some asses in the seats. I know, I know. Those are my boys, man. I told you, I gave you an ultimatum. Hey, I've got, well, we got to talk some business after the podcast is over. Mason was going to bring me some Red Foreman, but they're out. So hopefully when this podcast launches, uh, or this episode releases, it's going to be back. Hopefully. Another question is, how long does it take you to grow your beard? Or how long did it take you to grow your beard? I get asked that all the time. Um, I have not shaved completely since june of 2015 uh i did get it trimmed up yearly except last year i didn't get it trimmed at all i just got a trim in january when i got my yearly haircut um i walked into old 64 barbershop gonna plug those guys oh eric all i hope to have all four of them on the show eventually uh the new guy i didn't catch your name new guy i'm sorry jordan jordan all right yeah, jordan so I, I sit down and uh he asked me what i want and i tell him or he goes, well, how short do you want it on top? I said, well, pretty short. It's got to last me till next January. And he kind of <laughs> laughed and Blaze goes, he thinks you're kidding. <laughs> I remember Eric telling me at the bar one time. He was like, yeah, Mason, I come in here every week, but Mason only comes see me once a year. My hair doesn't grow fast. Nah, I remember. Uh, Eric gets thirsty more often than my hair grows. You need to be hydrated more than you need a haircut. I appreciate you, Eric. Thanks for coming. <clears throat> so... Back to the Facebook questions. All right. M Matt Dodd asks, when are you going to make the freaking chocolate stout again? Matt Dodd. He, uh, he was my roommate for many years. Uh, and the chocolate stout he's talking about, nobody at Twisted Barley has ever had it because it was a homebrewed thing. <laughs> and I don't know, Matt, maybe, maybe soon because I have a small batch stout in, in my mind, like maybe tomorrow. So it's quite possible I'll, I'll run down to the DG and grab 20 Hershey bars and throw in there. 
I was about to say, man, it, it's super close to Valentine's Day right now. I maybe mean, maybe I could get a box of the uh, the Valentine's Day chocolates. What are those called? Oh, the Russell Stover. Is it no, Russell Stover? I think Russell Stover is one. That's not the one I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of the yellow box. Oh, dang it. Whitman's. Whitman's chocolate. Whitman's. That's okay, yeah, thinking. that's it. It looks like the, the name looks like it's stitched onto the yeah, box. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, back to the chocolate stout idea that that'd be a fresh fresh idea have you i, I mean, know you did a nitrous stout for st patty's day yeah the nitro stout was real good um uh, now i have my system direct plumbed into co2 so i can't just add nitro to it anymore <sighs> i do have a nitro tab should do that again we have a really cool st patrick's day event um Patrick Bolak and Andrew Brassfield put it on, and uh, it's a good time. If you're bored on St. Patrick's Day and want to come hang out with us, we're fun. They get up and sing Irish tunes, and they're both crazy anyway, and it's just a good time. After we left an open mic night one night, I said, there's only one other person that I love to play har- uh, here to play harmonica other than Cody Cannon of Whiskey Myers, and it's Brassfield. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, dude. He tears it up. He does. You should get him on the show. Oh, dude. I'd love to have him. Andrew Brassfield. That, you're welcome. <laughs> um, All right. I got one more question. When are you going to clean out the garage? Uh, I don't know. You got to give me shit, Mom. <laughs> uh, get with my wife. Because you want stuff out of there. You want that stuff out of there. Uh, we'll make it happen one day. All right, Mason. Uh, we're j- coming to the end of the interview. I want to thank you for coming on. I'm going to do, since we're, it's called Pass the Jar, I have a little 30-second que- blast of questions. All right. Answer as fast as you can. If you win, you get nothing. If you lose, you get nothing. Perfect. It's just to let people know who Mason Bourne of Twisted Barley Brewing Company is. What he likes. So let me get my timer set. Are these like yes or no? Uh, it's just snap, ju- snap thoughts, man. All right, all right, ready, ready. Favorite movie. Somebody asked me that last night. I'm like, I don't have a favorite movie, but we'll go go into sixty seconds since we're going quick. Song. Song. Uh. Dang, killing me. We'll go with Jerry Lee, Josh Morningstar. How about music artist? Music artist. Cody Jinx. Beer. Beer, Monkey Knot. Monkey Knot is my favorite beer. Sports team. Alabama. Every one of them. Every every team is Alabama. Are you happy doing what you do? Heck yeah. I get to make beer. I mean. That is the end of the last shots. I have no money. I have no time. But I get to make beer. How great is that? That's awesome, man. I'm, I'm so happy for you. Mason, this is the end of our interview. I don't want to keep you. I know you got, you're got. you a busy man, man. Yeah, yeah. I've like set this whole day aside for you. So oh, man. Whatever. We could talk for hours, folks, just, just yep. so you know. You want to go get a beer? I might do it. All right. All right, folks. Well, as you can tell, I'm probably headed down to Twisted Barley right now. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Thank you, Mason. Go see him and his wonderful wife, Courtney, at Twisted Barley and the rest of their staff. They have an amazing staff. They're friendly as all get out, man. So, Mason, thanks again. Probably going to have you on again sometime. All right, cool. All right, thanks, y'all. Y'all say goodbye to Mason Bourne. Bye, guys. We'll see you next time. Love y'all.